Okay. Uh, I think we're ready to start the show. All right. Are you guys? Are you guys feeling oh, ready? I'm, 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 I think we should inaugurate the show coming back by singing the intro song. I forgot what the intro song was. <laughs> I, I was think, gonna do. Actually, I was. If you were to put a, if uh, the first tune that comes to my head is the check-in. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, and it's like. Sometimes a special guest, because you know they're going to need some help. Uh. Go to hell and you die. This isn't going to be part of the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Make It Better, the show that dares to dream, that dares to dream of a better world. <laughs> Uh, every week, mm, <laughs> we take a topic and suggest our ideas for how we would improve it. Some of the ideas are bad, but every now and then there's a good idea, and that idea, uh, mm, uh, it goes re- into the pantheon. It goes into the pantheon of good ideas. I think I did pretty well. I mean, that I remembered most yeah. of the spiel. Yeah, that's good. Um, hi, I'm Jordan. Hi, I'm Graham. Who disturbs me from my slumber? <laughs> I'm Cody. I've been sleeping for eight, eight months, which is why we haven't recorded a podcast. Yeah, I think it was October twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. So, I, I so we earlier. beat we beat the anniversary. Like it's been less than a year. It's been less than yeah. one year. That's pretty good. Um, I think I remember what this show is about. We talk about um doing uh ayahuasca and ufc with each other and it fucking rocks so yeah. graham tell us about your dick <laughs> <laughs> well mostly what i do with my dick is put drugs under the foreskin to absorb it a lot more grim uh, <laughs> uh, i don't want that to actually and any listeners we still had <laughs> They're so, holding out. They're gone. But no, no, no. That's that's the famous uh, Joe Rogan drug topic is like how to get drugs into your blood in a weird way. And it's, uh, it's often the peen. I see. Huh. That makes sense. Um, this week's, this episode's topic is going to be air travel. But before we get into that juicy subject, we're going to go to Graham's favorite segment the check-in <laughs> the so i have explicitly argued for the death of the the check-in and now so uh in case in case you weren't listening before it's been almost a year since we last recorded an episode and today if you uh, didn't tell people they would not notice it's true uh and today uh graham's only request was that we do not do the check-in which gives you some insight to how his <laughs> life is going that he it, over the course of a year he couldn't summon an anecdote <laughs> or some kind of update that he felt like sharing. So he's like, let's just scrap the segment entirely. There's just too many. How can I encapsulate myself That's so quickly? True. Yeah, how do you measure measure a year? That's, a, that's, that's from Rent. That's, that's from Rent. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Rent's in town right now. So now, now we're putting a date on this. So you're not going to be able to enjoy this later. <laughs> <laughs> the, theater, the, the theater is hard to like catch up on you know what i mean like it's not like movies you can't just decide you can't just make a decision i'm going to watch all of the good theater that i should have seen like you have to wait you have to wait for the opportunity 
Yeah, that was kind of my experience growing up. Uh, my secret shame was that I love musical theater, but like it's very hard to see, especially as a young boy. And so you basically have to listen to like the album recordings of things. So like you'll know all the music, but none of the story of all of these. Did you ever try to pieces. like convince a teacher to take a class on a on a field trip? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that would not have gone well. I wasn't a good student. <laughs> my ideas were not taken seriously. Uh, yeah, what's new? What's uh, what's going on, Graham? Uh, I'm checking in. He's checking in. I'm checking in. Uh, you're going on a trip soon. You're working on an exciting project. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning it. Probably uh, going to be in a month or two. So uh, look for that gap in uh, episodes coming up. <laughs> that, that will be the reason why there will be an episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm preceding excuses uh, for my own laziness. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know I'm going to go do uh, interviews for the new uh, documentary project that I'm working on, and we're probably going to have some so, sort of teaser and or trailer content, uh, whatever the difference between those two things is, coming out soon. Um, so look for that. Those who know me personally, which is all of you. <laughs> Damn, um, very excited. What about you, Jordan? You've you've had all kinds of shows happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I have one that's on this Friday called Weird Al Karaoke, where I will be performing an original parody song. By the time we finish editing this, sometime next Wednesday, that show will have occurred. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're kind of checking the boxes of all the things you shouldn't do after you take a long hiatus. Like, just keep mentioning how long it's been. Not change the format at Don't all. Don't come in hot with any interesting <laughs> insights or changes. Oh, yeah. Wasn't the last episode about... Fixing the show. Or that wasn't that. Was yeah, it? I think the last one we did was making make it better, better. Yeah, I was the I, mean, I the was concept, the guest. The concept doesn't seem to excite people too much. I was uh, just today. This isn't one of these things where I transpose a recent story into today. This did happen today. Uh, I was speaking with a lady on one of these uh, online apps, and uh, she asked what I was doing tonight, and I said, you know, I'm white mailing. I'm going to go uh, record a podcast app, and she asked what it was. And I explained the concept very quickly, and she did not respond at all. <laughs> Just completely left it dead. Yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> so. So it's, could you? And it was quick responses too. It was like you know one minute turnaround time yeah, up until yeah. then, uh, like real real rapid fire. For for my benefit, could you send her a final message? Maybe a final. Maybe it reopens the door for you. And send her a link to our page on iTunes and ask her to leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the more positive. Yeah, that's one of the weird things is because we have a Facebook page. You should follow us at uh, facebook.com slash make it better pod. Probably right. Probably. Uh, I get notifications constantly saying it has a new view, but it doesn't say who it's from or how fake it is. And that Facebook just wants me to interact with their pages. Thing. Yeah. But we get upwards of five views <laughs> since we stopped doing the show. So. Yeah, I mean that's like a that's like a, a Lycos crawler that's, that's funny. <laughs> that, but oh, I do have an update uh, or a check in. Here's the thing. So um, a couple weeks ago, I went out for dinner with my family, and it was for my mom's birthday. And my brother brought his wife, and I brought my girlfriend. And we had dinner. And then today, my dad sent me a photo of the bill from that dinner 
asking me to pay for my part of that dinner. Isn't that crazy? Like That's a day crazy. later? A week a weeks week later. later? So hold on. Was okay. So was the bill like outrageously unexpectedly high? No. Okay. I would say it was a place where like entrees were like twenty five bucks. Um I feel like did your dad not read that part of the dad playbook? Like you're not allowed to even let your son buy dinner if you're eating together. I, I, I know. And he yeah, I'm I'm shook, gentlemen. Uh I feel like this he's making a statement. Yeah, he's saying that you're his dad now. <laughs> yeah, have I assumed oh well my brother also received the same ask for remuneration. So that's weird. Maybe uh maybe there's not as much money in the old uh boat business as there used to be. I yeah. can't remember what your dad does. <laughs> no, they they owned a boat at one point, but not professionally. <laughs> <laughs> they own a boat factory. <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm glad you guys agree that that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I guess I'm going to have to pay it. I mean, if yeah. he had done it on the night, uh, maybe not with the picture, but if he had if he had brought it up on the night, that was one thing. No, it, that is one thing. You know what that is? That's brave. He took the cow... <laughs> he didn't want to in front of my mom. Well, maybe not, but in front of our girlfriends and, and wife. Uh-huh. Be like, so uh, let's uh, maybe go Dutch on this one. <laughs> so, but wait, like, uh, what conception? He has to know that you're going to mention this immediately to them, to the to the 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 to wife and girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> to the <laughs> listeners. Yes. Yeah, I I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we went all the way to White Rock uh, for this dinner too. So like, I was really put out. Like, it took us like 45 minutes to get there. 45 minutes to find parking. That's a little white rock humor for you. A very bad <laughs> parking situation down there at the beach. And it was like, it was a oh, so-so Greek restaurant. Not the sort of place that I would ever choose voluntarily to spend my money. Anyway, just putting my dad on blast. I think, uh, are we ready to start the show proper? Talk about air travel. Yeah. I like that this is uh, air travel. Yeah. And not, you know, like airplanes or, or airlines. Like air travel, very broad. Yeah, air give, a lot of, give a lot of room yeah, to move around. Yeah, there's leeway for the airport. For like yeah. rental cars, maybe uh, the plane, the people who work on them, yeah, all of that. Um, Graham, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, although, I mean, this week we do have. We usually let our guests go first, and I don't know if, if Cody's really a guest, but he, this is his first time. No, one not. of one of only two times sitting in as a full, f- whole ep. He said Mike like Man. three minutes ago that he was our fine. He was the our most recent I'm the, guest. I'm the only guest that will still come do the show with you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be guesting again back in the guest seat. Um, yeah, I, I, have, I have a pitch. I don't have a lot of pitches, but I've got a pitch for sure. You guys ready for this? Want me to drop yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I'm it. sorry if this is one that you guys are also bringing. I understand if it is. It's an extremely good pitch. Uh the pitch is that the airplanes should have glass bottoms. Okay, so you can look. I have that on I here. Knew, I knew. And, yeah. and I was smart enough to Google it. And yes, uh, Virgin did do it. There is a glass bottom plane flying right now. You can fly what? it on Virgin Airlines. Uh, what's his name? Richard virgin. Richard Branson. Is that guy's right? a fucking sex pervert? Of course he's <laughs> he's, he's just standing under the plane. Are you basing that on off? anything other than his face? Like, is there any actual? Because if it's just his face, I'm fine. Yes, with it. because uh, he has a space company, and whenever I've seen him ramble on about like how this oh, is yeah, going to be, Virgin Galactic is uh, 
it's a, absolute nonsense. Well, Virgin Galactic, he basically has marketed it as like you could fuck. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like it's a sex shuttle. I was I was thinking about this the other day about how doomed our generation is and how they've like even like regular stuff has been ruined for us. Like forget like that there won't be a planet or whatever, but like even like the dream of being an astronaut is bad now because it yeah. used to be like I can be an explorer. Now it's like no, you can you can fly Richard Branson's sex jet or. <laughs> You can go toil in uh, Elon Musk's Mars diamond yeah, mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can be packed like cargo to be uh, <laughs> shot out of a galactic slingshot. Yeah. So obviously, this is a great idea. It's sad that the Richard Branson also had this idea and was able to implement it. But I think making it widespread, perhaps, is a noble goal. You, you mean like the Wonder Woman, uh, <laughs> like make it all glass? No, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, that's the the key is we gotta we gotta crank it to eleven. The entire have, plane. You just is have glass. these, yeah, these like opaque uh, bathrooms, and that's it. And they're just the only things that people can actually see. Just people sitting on glass seats yeah. with opaque bathrooms, just visible from all directions. And then I could see the pilot too, which is a major beef of mine Ooh. that I can't see the pilot when and I'm. And you on could the plane. see the instruments. The instruments would be opaque, and you could see. Right through the right through now, the uh, no doubt still quite safe. I want to know. I want to know when the pilots are nervous. That's very important to me. Yeah, because I never know if the pilots are nervous or if they're like feeling good about the terrible. Stuff yeah, they've that's got going on. they've got the bassiest mics of all. And yeah, they, they go over the intercom. Mm -hmm. Um, two things. Uh, neither good. Uh, not I have no judgment on your idea. These are just two bad thoughts that I'm just going to share. Uh, one is a far side comic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Wherein uh, it's like, hmm, let me paint you the picture. Is it, I, I'm sorry, but just for context, is it the far side guy who's a horrible like racist? No, or is Dilbert. That, that's Dilbert. Yeah. <laughs> that's the funnier uh, for it to be. No, but <laughs> it's horrifying, though, because I loved the far side growing up, and uh, Gary Larson, the creator, stopped doing it many, like, over a decade ago. But now apparently he's coming back. And I'm so nervous he's going to come back and be like an alt-right weirdo. Oh, God. Or like a libertarian guy. Also, the time for that that type of just like single turn humor, it's like that's just, that's memes, man. Like, yeah, you're competing in just like the most populous race. Yeah. Can I hit the eject button on describing this far side cartoon? <laughs> it is a very funny one, which I will share with the people in this room later. <laughs> Okay, I'm editing this out. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. You got to you got to leave it in because I was going to do a bit about how uh, Gary Larson's got to be a TikTok guy now. Oh yeah, I can see that. Ooh. Yeah, he's mastered just the short form. Yeah, just like he's probably a Trump reply guy. No. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah, so this idea is obviously good. There's no, I can't see any problem with it. What about security concerns? Like them, everybody being able to see what the pilot's doing and where all the flight attendants are at all times. Would a ne'er do well use this to their advantage, or is it's it true. to our up, advantage? Up, up we can see the ne'er do well. People with uh, telescopic lenses. Oh, <laughs> Cody, you fool! The burgeoning industry of people with high-powered telescopes <laughs> trying to get just like one second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, they know the flight path. They, they've got it fed in. They can see the little map of all of the flight numbers. These people, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Please return your seat backs to their upright positions and your knees to their most locked positions. 
You gotta get under the Lufthansa flights. Only babes fly Lufthansa. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I flew Lufthansa to um, Germany and they- <laughs> Oh, to Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's solid. Uh, <laughs> um, and it was like a 10 hour flight, but there were only two free movies, which did not equal up to 10 hours. Yeah. One was the Harry Potter uh, and the Deathly Hollows part one. So you Classic. couldn't even get part two. And the other was one of the CGI Garfield films. <laughs> And so this this flight. Wait, so could you restart these movies whenever you wanted? Sure, you could. <laughs> okay, but this so this flight of uh, to Cody's point, everybody on that plane ride was beautiful. All these like beautiful German people are just watching like CGI Garfield and going, "Oh, <laughs> 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 Odie fall off table." <laughs> I don't know why they're cavemen. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I was so worried about doing a German accent. I'm, I'm gonna play it safe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, I think we're ready to vote on this. I vote in spite of my fears that Graham... No, I'm, I'm going to... I'm sorry, but I have been raked over the coals too many times for ideas that already exist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, I guess because of that technicality, I'm going to vote no on this. And I, I take it, Graham, your previous statement... I'm voting. The, I'm forced to vote no. Play the drop. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. Huh? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Now at radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. Huh? Who? That's part of why this show didn't happen for a long time. It takes a very long time give you fucking people your custom drops oh we can't have the same ones every week it's so fun that they're thematic yeah yeah we're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm editing that out i'm not doing it <laughs> graham would you like to give uh you had a year to think on this this better be good <laughs> okay so having had a year to think about it i think this may be a slight rehash idea i think we may have had a similar idea and i think it may have been in the taxis episode now in your defense i fully thought that we had done this entire summer. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so proceed i did a, i did a search <laughs> uh i'm just gonna name it i'm gonna call it cryosleep airlines and the idea is no we didn't do that before like let's say the night before your flight you, you know, you give permission, you send like a copy of your house key, you go to bed. They come into your house, very stealthy, very quiet. And they, you know, they dart you right in the, right in the neck and you're out before you know anything, you're out. And the next thing, they, they pack you away. You just need oxygen. That's it. They can, they can store you in there tight. They can pack so many people on one plane. And the next thing, and then they take you out, they wheel you to a nice bed, maybe a room that looks exactly like your room. <laughs> and you wake up, ah, nice and refreshed. Did I go anywhere? Where am I? Oh, I'm at my destination. Thank you, Cryo Sleep Airlines. That's my idea. So this is a really good idea, I think, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, I, I had a joke about this before. Um, because our cat um, 
was getting some like he's at the vet so they, they put the cat under while they did some stuff and uh then they mentioned and while we had him under we trimmed his fur and brushed his teeth this and it's like this should just be oh is this for the thing we've done before yes this was in the haircuts episode Ooh, oh that makes sense shit well, that hey, they could give you sense. a haircut while you're on the plane. Well, uh, in the spirit of what Graham just said about Cody's idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of things they could do to you while you're out. They could, like, do check you for all kinds of things. They give you all kinds of tests. And that we both had, some so blood. that was my idea in the taxi episode. We both want to be just put under. <laughs> just, like, not conscious. I've only gone plan. under once in my life, and I have to say it was very interesting. Yeah. Did you feel yucky when you woke up? When I was let, so I was put under for taking my uh, wisdom teeth out and the anesthesiologist took like six or seven stabs to do it. Uh, I, guess, I don't know if she was terrible or I have really hard veins, but <laughs> she eventually, real difficult veins, and she eventually got it. And, you know, as, I, as you wake up, you don't remember those last seconds of, of going under. And so as I'm waking up, I'm still angry that she's not finding the vein. And my, I don't remember it, but my dad tells me that uh, as I was being led into the waiting room to sit for a bit with him and, until I was ready to drive, uh, I turned to the uh, lady who was the nurse who was leading me out and just said, uh, that anesthesiologist is a real bitch. <laughs> 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 and then uh, my dad just, uh, I'll, I'll take him from here and sat me down. Graham say the darndest thing. And... <laughs> I think this idea, because we've had it before, we shouldn't go too far down the rabbit hole discussing it, is that I will vote no <laughs> by default. I'm forced to. Okay. I think this is different enough that I'm going to vote yes. No, yeah, that's true. I like the idea of it being like uh, for the use of space. Like everybody, yes. it's not just you are, hmm, okay. You know, you're, you're right. I spoke too soon. It is different because everybody is on cryo, right? Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, it's more about it's more about travel. Right. Now, what if, for whatever reason, that you don't get as dose as everybody else? Perhaps you have built up an immunity from getting your hair cut and you yeah. so often. <laughs> what if you wake up in this cargo hold and there's just bodies stacked on top of you oh god well it's you're not thrown into a pit drawer you would have your own little pod is it a pod or is it a bag uh, <laughs> it's an inflated bag i'm imagining like a wine rack but for people like, that's how you maximize the space right like those ones that uh hang in an impossible angle <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know what it is different and it's good and, and I mean, think about how much, not only obviously just like stress and just bother, but also in a, in a weird way, time that it would save you. You could book like a 5 a.m. flight. Who cares? Now, They're the ones who got to wake up. Would you still have to go through security? Like would they drag your lifeless corpse through like the metal detector? Well, they would have to, yeah, they would have to give you a body scan and, uh, and obviously your bags. You sleep nude. So they just put you right in the bag, right? And then. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a requirement of cryo air is that you must sleep we're not in the gonna night. yeah we're not gonna and not just the night you. that we pick you up all nights yeah so hmm this does seem like kind of like you're taking a plane and you're taking out all the seats and then you're putting in the stacks from the real world parts of the matrix 
<laughs> yes, I mean we will be we will be powering uh, all sorts of industrial processes off the, of their you'll body be powering heat. Powering the flight itself, so that cuts down on emissions, and that's good. Damn, that's green as hell. <laughs> yeah, how would people stay hydrated, Graham? So it's oh, they're only it's, it's only like a like, you know, maximum ten hour flight. Why is hydration, hydration is why is not, it maximum ten hour flight? Do you think there's longer flights ten hours? There are not that many long. There's not that many <laughs> so flights many. that are longer than 12, 12, 13 hours. I've been on a handful of of like yeah. Uh, the longest one was Fiji, I think, at fourteen hours. Just like, and you do that you has do to be one of the longer flights in the world. No, but if you fly from to from Vancouver to New Zealand, fourteen hours. Australia or like Japan? Yeah, Australia, China. I guess. I think Japan's nine for me. But if you're going from somewhere more central, yeah, it would be. Anyway. That's a that's a that's a question for you, Graham. How would you keep people hydrated? I would trust their body not to wither and die in a mere twelve hours. <laughs> you, you tell them that uh, a big would, glass no, of water no, before the whole, bed. The whole point is that you're putting them in a lower metabolic state. They just need they need oxygen, and they wake up and they're they're hungry for their brekkie, just like you are after a nice long sleep. You know, most people don't get up and and you, guzzle a gallon s- of water. All you had to say is they need to drink some water beforehand no, or something. But no. it's like you're like they'll be fine. It's it's fourteen hours. They will water. be. They will be. I fine. don't think that's true. So, for that reason, I'm. You, you think people don't hold on? Are you saying no one's ever just like slept in their own bed for twelve hours straight? For sure. Yeah. So but did it, they die? Sometimes somebody's. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. So nobody's died in bed because what you're <laughs> No one's died of dehydration because they slept from fucking six to six. No one's so thirsty. <laughs> is the is the bar did you die? Yeah, it is like, literally what we are discussing, yes. No, no you taint I said how will people get stay hydrated and you said nobody's gonna die, Jordan. It's like yeah, but it's gonna feel awful. You're gonna be so Oh, so you're saying we can sell high priced water at the other side. Sounds like a business opportunity. But bad for the customer. <laughs> uh, All right, let's vote on this. What's good for oh whatever you want. I, I think we should vote on this. Uh Cody, what say you? Um I'm actually uh, taking back my previous vote and saying no because I actually kind of like air travel and I like looking oh, out the window. Oh, God damn it. Why take options away from someone else, Cody? I'm not saying you have to fly cryo air. But it's going to be the only kind I can afford. <laughs> you probably don't sleep naked often enough for us anyway. That's fair. Yeah. What if What if they could uh, incept you and do and your put dreams the, and oh, put you in a plane oh. so you think you're in a plane but you're actually if they're incepting me just get rid of the plane and make me like give me the memory of having flown with my own arms <laughs> over the ocean to the destination <laughs> but you get tired they would I'd just i would be able to, i'd be saying i just flown in all the time <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. also I'm also voting no because I <laughs> I get real thirsty. <laughs> I I do. You I, people are monsters. You guys are monsters. And um, I'm a thirsty monster. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe that of all reasons of yeah. all of all possible <laughs> things. Would, of the, it's like the pharmacology issue uh, of just like the the like now, the tenth of a percent. Pharmaco- the, the tenth of a percent of all means, people who go. Why don't you explain it to our listeners just so they know? And then the tenth of a percent of all people who are put under who just die, who just don't wake back up. <laughs> that's not your issue. 
it's the I might be parched after a <laughs> after a long plane ride, just lying in a coma doing nothing. I might I'm, I might have exerted myself too much. I'll have sweated too much of my body water out. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, this has got to be changed to a yes. Come on now. No, 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 no. Um, like what about like you know when you go? How are people gonna fly when you go up to pa- to Pantheon Land, Pantheonville? When you go up in the plane and your ears pop and stuff, that's not gonna happen if you're asleep, Graham. So it wouldn't. That's one of the many upsides of this idea. What if I do do in my chamber? Uh, someone a- else is that you never know, and someone else has to clean it up. And it's company policy never to tell a customer about their own doo doo. <laughs> okay, I yes. <laughs> I'm just flip flopping like a pancake. Oh, that's here. a yes, baby. We're back in the pantheon. There's- there's zero chance you're gonna take a shit because you're this is so all the show dehydrated. Is, Cody, if you're, if you're, uh, yeah, that's ooh, that's hence, hence they gotta buy our go. water. Yeah, problem solved. All right, well, let the record show that I voted no. It will, and you, you will be branded. But it does. This pass. is the reverse Iraq War vote. You're gonna pass. be explaining your no vote <laughs> for years to come. It ascends to the pantheon of good ideas. Yes. Tickets, please. Boss. No ticket. All right, I'm coming in hot. I have so many good ideas, but I'm gonna I'm gonna open strong. I think. So, what's what's the least <laughs> pleasant part of being on a flight i'll tell you it's turbulence turbulence happens ah i'm scared your fellow passengers they're uneasy they're they're getting sweaty they're grabbing the armrest they're getting nervous it's the bad thing sometimes it can go on for hours on a flight and you start questioning all the decisions that you'd made that led you to that point like have you been a good person and it's kind of a chance for you to reflect so we're going to get rid of that. So what we're going to do, if what if turbulence was good? What? Huh? You have to be a genius to flip, to flip something around like that. Well, that, that's definitely what I'm thinking right now. So here's the idea. I call it turbulence party. So how it works is at the front of the plane that's viewable to you, there's, I'm kind of envisioning, maybe it's like, uh, you know, like levels, like what you use for like construction, where you want like a shelf to go straight. So there's that, or I think it's more fun if you have a shelf and there's like an ornate vase <laughs> <laughs> on the shelf, and it's kind of like a pinata. It's filled with prizes, perhaps, maybe symbolic, but maybe or maybe literal. And it's on the pilots. They are incentivized not to tip over the vase and break it because if they do. We all get a treat. Now, maybe it's a free drink. Maybe it's a free dessert. Maybe we get a discount off our flight. Maybe, you know, maybe we all get cookies. And so they're incentivized. So that's the turbulence party. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to this. This sounds, this is interesting. Um, I would, I thought where you were going with that would be that if it, if it fell off, the whole flight was free for everybody that was on the flight. Like they just like, Free, nobody pays. We're you're all getting off. Uh, we're gonna like put a Hawaiian shirt on you. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to pay. It's all it's all fine. The price can be whatever. I I leave that 
to uh, the listener's imagination, but you get a treat. Okay. So a few things. So one, you understand that planes bank as they fly, right? <laughs> you put something on a level surface and you're talking about tiny little vibrations moving around. You understand the plane flying would c- cause it to fall off. Okay. So maybe instead of, okay, look, I'm, I'm a reasonable guy. <laughs> what if it was like a glass and the glass was glued to the shelf? So when it banks, it doesn't turn. But in it is something that... What, we need something that if you shake it, we have evidence that you did a bad job as the pilot. It's just like the cup is full of red wine and it's on a white carpet. If it goes too... Yeah. Like, How can we check for... Graham, you're a man of science. How can we test for uh, unpleasant vibration and sudden juddiness uh, and sudden turns? Okay, I wanna I wanna respond by attacking the entire premise of this. So, I love turbulence. I think that it's it's one of the few exciting parts of being on a plane. It reminds you that you're in the air, which is fun and how weird and, and effed up that is. And it like reminds you that there's nothing underneath you. And it's like, oh, I'm in the air, it's cool. This is, you're, you're saying that you want to take this away. You want more interaction between uh, people on the plane. His physicians would later refer to this as Graham's cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of death, frankly. <laughs> I'm saying I live life on the wild side, Jordan. You would still get turbulence. And you already love turbulence. And now... No, but you're saying that now, A, I don't get to enjoy it because it's being accentuated by people who have uh, uh, an incentive to start jumping up and down and making the plane move around, which they could do collectively, number one. No, that's cheating. <laughs> well, this goodness is, knows nobody will going. do it then. No, you guys, you're not allowed to do so that, in- actually. Yes, instead of like a flight marshal... Or whatever, like that fucking made-up thing where there's like a cop, this this plane cop. There's one of those, but he's like the ref, and so he's sitting. Can, the, I was gonna say, can, in the all, front of the plane can all can all stewardesses and stewards uh, wear the stripy uh, ref shirt? I mean, sure, but they're kind of. I want somebody who's impartial. So there's just, <laughs> there's a referee of the flight. Oh, I see. They're yeah, they're they're playing the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's the idea. It's a turbulence party. Cody, what do you think? I mean, I'm having trouble coming up with a concrete reason why not. <laughs> I just know I don't like it. But go on. Um, yeah, my my stipulation with that, it would like in my mind the my favorite way to think about this is there's like there's like a veloc a velocimeter or whatever you call those things, and there's just like one of those uh, NBA style scoreboards on the on the cockpit door, and every time it goes through tur- turbulence, it's just like like a hundred dollars appears on the board Ooh. and then it's just that people go ooh, and then it goes again and it's two hundred dollars yeah and there's two fast ones oh, and then man. there's four hundred dollars what if you get to vote so like it gets up to a hundred dollars worth of turbulence and so now you guys as a flight can cash out you each get a hundred dollars mm-hmm. back or you can vote let it ride if they get turbulence that's bad again it jumps up to 300 but if they don't get bad turbulence you get nothing yeah yeah i'm in and you're, you're getting mad at your seat like, how could you vote yes on that I don't like that you're adding a, a monetary incentive to all this. There's a treat, whether it's money or dessert. <laughs> okay. Money Ice is just an sandwiches. avenue to acquire more dessert. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to s- vote no. 
So out of spite. So I think we pass it then. Are you voting yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all in. So that passes. That passes. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. There's too many snakes on this plane. <laughs> From that movie. <laughs> that's that. That's the quote. <laughs> Graham, would you like to go? Or do you have another idea, Cody? Uh, yeah, I do. So we're talking air travel. We're talking, you know, paying somebody else to fly you around. But that's that's unnecessary. Why why pay someone else to fly you around? Stay home. The the uh, Wright brothers came up with personal flying devices that didn't require gasoline or anything. You just needed a friend to push you and you could fly, you know, like a decent amount of distance. And I think with the technology in 2019, we could build uh, personal flyers for home assembly for, uh, you know, getting from your house to your workplace or going to the park after work. Um, yeah, uh, like uh, human-powered uh, flying machines is my. So, so like the the uh, pedal contraption from Mad Max, like the Da Vinci helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is a this is a copter thing. This isn't. We're not talking well, bird wings. Uh, honestly, I say let the let industry decide. Uh, we'll or let the consumer decide. Let, the, mar- let the free market decide. Let the free market decide. Let's get these. Uh, Let's these let the, the invisible hand of the market grab the bottom of your plane like a paper airplane <laughs> and toss you to work. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, this would clearly only work if we did it in the 747 style and got everyone set up like a spin class and just got hundreds of people all pedaling the same engines. I feel like that could work. Yeah. See, I want to go the other way. I think if you just need it to be. Uh, What's the airplane version of buoyant? You know, uh, <laughs> floaty. <laughs> to displace enough, yeah, to be not fallen Blim, enough. Blimpesque. Yeah, it just needs to support one person. It is weird that we kind of cracked that. Like, that was the know, first one we cracked eighty years ago, and <laughs> <laughs> we cracked that so long ago. And then instead of like iterating on that, like the idea of flight was taken from. Yeah, they, they, from the the brotherly farmer, and now only belongs to big industry. We can have something that's like equivalent of like a go kart that is a plane. Well, I mean, there is that hero man who attached many balloons to his lawn chair and flew away. I think it was a Disney movie. That was a real uh, story. Somebody did do that. Did, were they inspired by the Disney? movie? I don't know. I think it was before. No, yeah, it was. It was like the nineties. Yeah. the The other like semi existing version of this is the. Uh, the French hoverboard man uh, who uh, flew across the English Channel on his hoverboard. Well, the other existing version of this was Balloon Boy. You guys remember Balloon Boy? Uh, of course I remember Balloon Boy. Cody, you're looking at me skeptically. Do you not remember We were balloon just boy? talking about a balloon person. This is a different balloon person. Well, but also, but hold on. So, A, I cannot believe you don't know Balloon Boy by reference. And, and number two... Balloon Boy was not in the balloon. That's the whole point of Balloon Boy. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. I, well, we're getting to that. But so, so Cody. Explain to me Balloon Boy. One oh, day wow. on CNN. Like, you got to look this up. On every news station across the world live. This was the 9-11 of its time. Yeah. This was the 9-11 of 2013. <laughs> so a call came 
911 saying, hey, uh, I'm an inventor, and I invented this personal flying balloon device. And somehow my son got in it, and it's hurling out of our control. And our boy's up there in that balloon. And so they had fucking military aircraft, like, forming perimeters around the balloon, trailing it. There is like news copters chasing this thing and wolf blitzers on the news on the air like crying like <laughs> it was so funny. And then it turns out so they're following this balloon for a few hours. Then they're like, oh, the sun was in the attic. He, was, he wasn't actually in that balloon. So I was like, oh, they just were mistaken, right? Well, they dug in a little deeper and what they had an interview with Wolf Blitzer, coincidentally. Uh, the balloon family, the dad who invented the balloon thing, and the mom, and the kid, and Wolf uh, howls at the boy. Um, why did you? Why were you hiding in the attic? Like while you knew this whole manhunt was on for you, and the the balloon boy says to his dad, "You told me to do it for the TV show. It was intentionally done. It was a hoax because he was trying to drum up interest in his personal flying balloon invention." So when when like the helicopters, uh, the news helicopters were zooming around this personal flying device, uh, and they had their cameras fixed on it, is it like opaque? How could you not see that I there think, was no boy? I in think it? you can't. Yeah, it was opaque. It's like silver. It's like mirrored uh, balloons. So it's like a like a cluster of balloons, yeah. or is it like a little blimp? It's, it's like, like a little. It's like a little like circle of big balloons that kind of make like a disc. Interesting. Yeah, it was a very bad invention. Yeah. And Balloon Boy went on to form a metal band as a teenager, and he has a song called Balloon Boy, and then in parentheses, not a hoax. So <laughs> he is a truther of his own hoax that he committed. <laughs> He's just punking his dad. That yeah. that that uh, sort of mold really was revisited when that uh, kid brought that uh, suitcase to school that they thought was a bomb, but it was actually a clock. <laughs> Hey, Ahmed, cool clock. You know, that's what Obama yeah. tweeted. This that is the, this is the, this I, I is can the... do him, but I didn't do it well there. How does he sound? Uh, let, uh, me be, let me be clear. Uh, okay. Let me be clear. That clock looked like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you scared some folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, it, it is funny when the kid was showing the, I saw an interview with him and he was showing the clock and he was pointing to all these incredibly bomb looking areas of the clock he's like this is the part of the clock that in slowly injects a blue liquid into a green liquid <laughs> 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 all right give me the give me the news about uh my home assembly uh personal uh personal pan pizza flying device Th this one's very broad like we can imagine anything into this so if you want like my actual mind's eye version of this it's like there's a little bike seat and some pedals and then over top is a big spinning kind of spiral and that it's like the da vinci helicopter and it like mm -hmm. raises you into the air we have the material we have uh graphene if we if we built graphene this exists. if we built this out of graphene we it would have the, the tensile strength graphene <laughs> it would have the tensile strength to lift and um you know we could figure out the directionality after you're right you should you should get in these boardrooms cody and let them know have you guys heard about graphene <laughs> it's a single molecule thick isn't it weird that we don't have like 
flying sailing vessels? Like, we know how to sail. How come we can't sail in the sky? That's what a plane is. <laughs> no. You mean like the Hindenburg? Yeah, well, I want something that, like, toes the line between those two things. Like, the Hindenburg's too slow and flamey. I want something, something that's a bit more agile, but not like a plane, you know? That's uh, cutting yeah. in a little too hard. I want something with, like, big billowy sails. There's got to be something we could fill up. I'm the captain. <laughs> <laughs> you want the big aircraft carrier from the Marvel movies? No. No, I want sails, damn it. I'm not talking about propulsion. <laughs> okay. I want sails, Spider-Man. Or Parker. <laughs> they have gliders. There's a word for this. A dirigible. Isn't no, that? No, that's just a blimp. Oh, that's just a blimp? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought for some reason in my mind like a blimp is a blimp and a dirigible is a blimp with a ship hanging under it. You know what? I believe you've told me. I think that. I saw that in Final you know, Fantasy. Is it is it the Empire State Building that has like parking for blimps on it? Like that was a thing that they thought was going to Serious, I'm not even kidding. I think that was the Empire State Building. Like there's huh. a few skyscrapers that thought like, "Oh, this is going to be a thing cuz blimps were people, you know, those things people travel on famously. Isn't, They're going to want to park up here." Yeah. And isn't, dock. Isn't the Empire State Building legendarily like a needle on the top? <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Now, it's a cardinal rule of this show that we don't look stuff up while we're on it. But I can guarantee you there is blimp parking on that fucking building. Maybe right? there was blimp parking on the building. I'm not saying there's an active blimp port. <laughs> <laughs> and this is some old man just waiting by the way. He punches yeah, he, in every day. He's been... <laughs> morning, Carl. Morning. And he wanders up. Thank he, God for that union. He takes the stairs up. <laughs> Keeps me young. <laughs> All right. I have carpal tunnel of the knees now. <laughs> so this idea is my own personal airplane, and apparently not my flying sailboat idea. For that, I am voting no. Graham. Okay. Well, this is really—it's gone a lot of different places, but it's gone nowhere that I don't like. So I'm going to say yes. I want my own personal sky bike. Yeah, sky bike. That's we'll market it as sky bike. The bike for the sky. Come, Josephine, in my flying machine. Going up, she goes. Up, she goes. Balance yourself like a bird on a beam. In the air she goes. There she goes. <laughs> All right, Graham. Uh... Okay. So. One of the things that I think everybody understands when they're booking their flight these days, you know, you can usually pick your seat from a map and you can pay a little extra. And, it, you know, it's nice to have an aisle or a, or a window. But I think that I think that um, everybody kind of hits the same wall at that point, which is that you really don't know the context that you're making a decision about. You're, you're choosing between just identical little squares on a on a map. And other than just choosing an aisle or a window, none of it really matters. And then you get to the plane and it matters very, very much because you're looking around and you can actually see what this means now. You can see the human beings you're going to be sitting next to. You can see a lot of the things that are, are going to make your heart soar or sink. Uh, and everybody's does. I was so impressed by sore. I'm like, ooh, a little flight analogy. Then you sink. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sore or uh, crash. There we go. And uh, so my idea, 
all airline or virtually all airlines at this point have a little personalized uh, uh, screen on the back of the seat in front of you. And many of them allow you to have like little connectivity apps. You can message other other uh, passengers. I think there should be some sort of like pool app or somewhere you can go on and you can say, here are the attributes of my seat. I would, I'm looking for a seat with these attributes. So for instance, like you like loud music and you have good headphones. You don't mind sitting next to a baby, but you don't have like a big neck pillow. So you don't want this big fat guy slumping over onto you. You list, I got a big fat guy. What do you got? And someone else says, I got a baby. Let's swap it up. And you you swap it up. That's my idea. Seat swap app on planes. I thought you were going somewhere slightly different with this. And I was so excited. I was going to tell you that it was the best idea that had ever been on the show. And then you went somewhere else, which was just like, the airplane buy and sale, buy and sell. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah, what your what your idea is? Because you're saying that these messaging things already exist, and that is true. There are planes. It's rare in my experience that you have like the ability to message other people. Um, but your idea is, hey, what if I could lie on the plane? <laughs> what do you mean lie? Because you're going to obviously undersell the bad parts and oversell the promising parts. And by the time the, the person swap, can glance over and, and, and see. Sure. That man doesn't have two free seats on either side of him. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cody, what did you think the idea was going to be? I thought. Or are you going to sit on it now? Um, you should yeah, no, I thought, because it's so close to what, what Graham came up with, I thought that where he was going with this was um, when you sign up, if you sign up first, like if you obviously, like you, you're on the website or whatever, and you get there and you're like, okay, I got, ah. Oh, I'm the first person. I, all these seats are open. Oh, awesome. Uh, I'm going to take this one. And uh, if you're buying your ticket on your phone or your, your computer, it says, okay, um, and now we're just going to do a quick uh, snapshot of you for the yeah, police. Yeah, I, I have this idea written down. Yeah. And then, uh, and then when I go in to choose my seat, it's not just like a little X over top of the seats that are preventing me from buying them. It's an image of the the person that so, I will so be sitting next to. You have to have like a to. little uh, airplane Tinder profile that gets like put on there, and you can scroll through their photos. And it's got a little like, "Here are my hobbies. I'll probably talk to you about." And honestly, if it, even just like a photo, a photo would be fine, just so it could be like, "Ooh, those." It's clearly two kids and a dad next to that empty seat, and then this empty seat looks like you know two people roughly my age. They also don't look like they want to talk to anybody. I'm I'm going with this one. Yeah, I was thinking it was like, hey, would you like to choose your seat? And you're like, no, I'm not paying that. That's b- bullshit. And then it just shows you, well, you're going to be sitting next to this guy. And you're like, ooh, any amount of money is fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like this is going to, your your idea where you can see the photos uh, is just going to end up as like racially segregated airline. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. <laughs> people are just going to make all kinds of decisions that you don't want them to make. It's going to end up with some sort of weird tribalism system. There's going to be some sort of civil war on the plane. <laughs> I, I think it's good because I think you, you'll you like you'll like choose somebody that you think looks good. And then, you know, you've got your seat and you sit down next to them. And at least it's not a surprise. If, if you're wrong, you're like, oh, shit. I didn't notice that the hoodie we, he was wearing was like... Uh, I don't know, like a pro, uh, I don't know what's a bad thing to be pro. Uh, he's a pro farts. It's a, he says, I love to fart on his t-shirt. I didn't read that. 
Uh, and so now I'm sitting next to this guy. And he's going to fart the not, whole time. He, that's not, it's my fault. He didn't buy the t-shirt with that on it. Like the airport staff like put that on him as a warning label. Like <laughs> I love to fart. <laughs> All right. Let's circle back to the idea as it is. So the idea is that you can swap seats on an airplane. The idea is that you can do there's like a, a centralized place where you can like list your seat on the airplane and you can swap it up uh, if if you uh, want to. But this is not a scalping system and uh, there will be enforcement of that. No paying for seats. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. Like you have to have a lot of skill in like copywriting to try to like uh Ooh, fixer upper by the window and uh, <laughs> <laughs> nestled between two <laughs> uh, arguing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's like, you're putting a lot of. Uh, yeah, like I got a, I got a couple on my right and they are in the middle of a reno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is already available to people but they just don't do it because it would be a lot of work for very little no but this is discreet because what they have to do now is like get a shout going they'd have to get like the human microphone system this is how discreet would it be when in the middle of your flight the person has been sitting next to you the whole time (laughs) kind of cringing while you chew gum gets out and then like the most repulsive person in the world odor wise or whatever like sits there now and they're like oh Damn, that gum smells great. <laughs> Mind if I cut in? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I'm imagining only the goods would be on the system and the bads would not know it existed. <laughs> but, like, they would, there would be bads on there, too. They'd be like, yeah, and then the guy with the, uh, with the flies buzzing around his head would walk up and be like, I had to get away from those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's implicit in this idea that you believe you can outsmart people. Like, you can trade up successfully. Like, get yourself out of bad situations. Oh, yeah. Good situations. Start with a paperclip yeah, and I end up in the captain's seat. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking of that. I was just thinking of that. Thereby dooming each successive person to a worse situation than they had previously. Yeah, so, it's good training for life. Yeah. This is this is like there is a limited number of seats in life, Jordan. You're trying to trick people on an airplane? What are you gonna call it? Con air. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh. And for that reason I'm voting wow. no. <laughs> Cody, what what say you? Um so if anybody else was sitting in the seat right now, Graham would have a good shot. But I hate interacting with other passengers on a plane in any capacity, even online, even if it's like through the system. I don't I don't want to talk to them. I don't want somebody to ask me if they can have my seat. If my seat's bad. I'll deal with it. I made that choice. I made I'm going to stay there. If somebody is like, oh, what? Uh, when do I get your seat? Even today, if people actually come up to me and say that, I'll be like, oh, sorry, headphones in, can't hear you. Uh, and they're like, oh, but my my grandpa, he's dying on this flight, and I would like to sit next to him for his final moments. I'm like, oh, I, I'm, <laughs> oh sorry, I can't. That's so, I'm so sad, though. That sucks. Uh, well, I'll see you uh, when we land. Um, I just, I don't want to talk to people on a plane or even, like, through the digital means. If, if, if somebody messaged me, and like had a funny joke on my on my they're like oh hey person at c24 check this out blah, blah. Uh, i'm watching a movie go away no i i, I don't want to take part in this 
Okay, well, I'm voting yes. Not that it matters. My crew prepared for takeoff. <laughs> I think I'll go get a picture of the plane taking off. Marge, what's wrong? Are you hungry? Sleepy? Gassy? Gassy? Is it gas? It's gas, isn't it? So, one of the most unpleasant parts of being on a flight, the whole bathroom situation. Now, one of my concerns about the bathroom situation on the airplane is that you go in there, there's usually like a line, so you gotta wait in line, and then you go and use the bathroom, and then you get out, and there's somebody like waiting outside immediately who's going right in after you, and it's kind of like a weird dynamic. So what I'm suggesting, double blind bathrooms. So rather than just the single way to come in to the bathroom and you leave the same way, they engineer another neutral exit where all the bathrooms kind of pool the people who are leaving the bathrooms. So now nobody knows who was in what bathroom previously. <laughs> little post-bathroom shuffle. Yeah. So wait. You would still they still have to emerge from a sep from from a specific no, no, exit. No, but let's say there's four bathrooms and like this node at the back plane, right? You go into bathroom 1, but you come out of central exit. <laughs> Nobody knows which which toilet you were in. But there'll be people standing there waiting. No, but they're waiting in kind of a master line situation. <laughs> okay. They didn't so see there's which, a do not cross the white a curtain. line. They don't see which one you entered yeah. or which one you leave. Okay. Would you call it a veil? I would I would call it a veil. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your idea is a corner. What do you mean a corner? That you turn that no one can see around, and then you go in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, I guess you could save yourself a lot of the space <laughs> if we just went with the Your idea, or, or, or put uh, just a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because that, no, see, the problem with the curtain is that they know that this, this door is free now, so obviously when you emerge from the curtain, they know which bathroom you're in mm -hmm. because they're going in that one. With my idea, you while you're exiting... The bathroom now is ching, it's open. So the people waiting are going in. So the person who went in has no idea who was in it pre previous to that. Yeah. It'll make it very easy to be in the Mile High Club. Yeah, that's a fringe benefit and also <laughs> fringe con fringe uh, detriment to this idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, it's such a, it's a very focused idea, very simple. I'm trying to think about anything about it really. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about airplane bathrooms isn't it weird okay no here's i have a i have a reason why i don't like this all right because it centralizes the bathrooms in the airport in, in the uh in the uh airplane rather and i want them to be all around so i don't have to walk the full length of the plane just to get there i don't want them to be all in one hub let's go the full distance and just say every seat has a little hole under it yes and you just like push the foot pedal you go and it just like the vacuum sucks it out. I would just have that open the whole time mm -hmm. and just be riding the airplane. To <laughs> that is the absolute. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say the worst sound in the world is the airplane toilet flush sound. I actually, it is terrifying. It is so violent. I actually kind of like it. It's you like are the insane. <laughs> it's like the turbulence. It's it's not. It's, it's worse. Fun it's, in the sense that it reminds you that that's. 
r- rushing air out. It's, it's the sky. That's clouds and sky out there. You okay, look wait. up at that normally, and now it's all around you. I, it was my understanding that you that it went into a tank. Does it actually just get like sucked? Well, out? but it's the it's the it's Using the low the... pressure of outside that's sucking. Oh, that's down. sucking. Okay. I do remember yeah, there was a sure, new story. I'm pretty sure they don't just dump uh, <laughs> like as they're flying over Milwaukee. There was a news story a while back about like somebody thought a meteor had fell on their farm. And it wasn't a meteor. It was just like a huge icicle of turd. So, so um, I I can. Th- this is such a uh, a non offensive idea. Uh, the the payoff is maybe l- less you know huge to me, but there is still it's still better than the existing situation. So, so I what, think so this what is, is the I, I forget what's the core problem that you're alleging to solve here? Is it just people will know how long you were in there? Yeah, and, like, the direct connection to any odors that came out of you and, like, you as the direct source of that. I don't think those odors are, are leaving the... I think if if there's one upside to an airport bath, airline bathroom, it is uh, that those odors get sucked out pretty good. Yeah. That is not true. Uh, if you really fill up that little cubicle, <laughs> there is... Uh... Cody, you had... Pure, you had nothing but cover to say like, oh, I have entered bathrooms and they smell when I came in. You didn't have to throw yourself in front of the train like this. No, you guys have you guys have never had to like hang out for a sec. Had to like you know bide your time as it well, were. Well, I once I once had um, hosp- go to the hospital and stay overnight level um, food poisoning on a plane mm-hmm. uh, on my way to um, New York and say, Graham, would you say you got thirsty as a result of that? <laughs> No, I could not keep shit down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like I've been in a bathroom on a plane before where I was in there for a little bit. And, you know, the odor spreads. Uh, it, it spreads to the ceiling and stuff. And so, like, you you get that little vacuum, but the vacuum doesn't take care of all of it. In fact, it just, like, you know, gets the air moving a little bit. Um, you get a little vortex. You get a little vortex. And, and when you come out and there is a lineup, it's like, that's bad. Uh, you don't. You have to apologize, maybe. Or <laughs> I like the idea now in Jordan's model. When you come out, you can you can bluff it and just be like, "I walked by one that I didn't come out of, and it smelled pretty bad." <laughs> I would. Well, I would it just should shoot you out of a whole different part of the plane, like as its own private hallway that brings. Some you people the are just being removed from their seats and put through the tunnel and put back just to just to <laughs> completely throw everyone off. Yeah, there's paid actors who just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, they're, they, they have to look very satisfied when they come out and come back to their. No, seat. no, they come out and they're they're constantly trying to do up their fly, but they can't do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that that's it. Not- I, I think that's a like I said before. There's this is an idea without any bad aspects. Um, it's a little bit complicated, and it's 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 not like the thrilling you know change to airport uh, travel that I would like, but it's a. Uh, it's a good, it is undeniably a good idea, which is, I think, what the spirit of the show is about. That's not the spirit of the show at all. <laughs> uh, and, uh, no, you said no to my cryosleep idea. I'm saying no to Graham, this. you can't be such a petty little Don't man. Don't be a partisan. You, got, you, just, you have to weigh each. I, we're supposed to be above these petty partisan, thank you, Cody, politics. <laughs> we're supposed to weigh every idea on its own merit. And I've done so. No, you said. You already said <laughs> no. it was for revenge. Yeah, 
It is, and I'm saying no. You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Okay, uh, Graham, would you like to give us your final idea? Yeah, I've got a quick one. We're I guess actually. Cody, uh, are you up? Yeah, I'm up. It's my turn. Okay. I got one more for you. Um, this one's uh, this one's a little bit extreme. So it just like be, bear. The last idea should be our most extreme. This is my most extreme idea by by a landslide, and uh, my the the idea comes about because my least favorite part of airline travel. I actually love almost all of airline travel i i don't even mind the security part like that's fine i like like getting up and going somewhere and being in the airport the airport's like a fun little microcosm of humanity and i kind of like that and uh like the queuing to get on the plane not not the best but that's fine then you get sit down you're comfy um i try to like always get a window seat and if i get a window seat i'm a happy camper the entire trip because i love to just like look out the window and watch the world go by but the part that i cannot abide is the final like half an hour on the tarmac Ooh, it is the worst and so my final most extreme idea is that you do not actually get off the plane at the airport instead you uh you parachute yeah (laughs) you 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 open the the side doors optional and everybody well yeah i guess optional yeah yeah and uh if you like if you've you know brought your own you may exit uh, during the final, you know, five minutes of flight where you are kind of just above the airport. And, uh, you know, especially your carry-on only. You grab your backpack and, you're, and you hold it in front of you. You go to the door, say, uh, you know, thank you. It's been lovely flying with you all. Uh, this is my stop. And you uh, put the door open, out the door, you pull the thing. And now the last, you know, 15 minutes of your flight is the most enjoyable. Hmm. I mean, you don't really have your luggage. No, I think you, you fl- get- yeah, carry on, flying carry on. No, no, but if what if you have luggage, they could do kind of a uh, Operation Dumbo Drop style. <laughs> just inject it, yeah. Yeah, back. just jump out of the back with a big uh, canopy. It's true. I feel like there's a lot of Fortnite players who would be into this. Oh yeah, yeah. And I could like just I could parachute right down because the bus stop is never right at the terminal, mm. and so. I guess. Oh shit! I didn't think about. Yeah, the, all the yeah, all the things that are like tourist relevant would all mm-hmm. have big like targets on the top. Yeah, you could go through customs on the plane. Yes, and before there we you go. jump, they make you do the customs spiel. Mm-hmm. Like you bring in any uh, oranges. All right, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are okay. We gotta throw the oranges out of the plane ahead of you, and you cannot go back and get them. And then you crack open the door. And it's, yeah, when like, they love that sound, it sounds like the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wouldn't this be really expensive uh, to supply parachutes to travelers? We- so, in my mind, uh, each traveler—if you were this kind of traveler—you have your own parachute, just like many travelers have their own uh, neck pillow. Those two things are equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. See, the thing is, I think airliners go way too fast to, to jump out of. Hmm. Even as they're coming in for their landing? Because I know they have to they, they have to start slowing yeah, for the Yeah, I mean, they're, they're much lower, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. 
people do it all the time and it's not even like skydiving like maybe some people would and i would not endorse that you'd have to do it out of like the belly area you have to do it out of like the landing gear yeah you have to push whatever frozen stowaway out of the side and then i'm imagining just like there's uh to to facilitate this because they're gonna have to like the, the side doors that exist aren't gonna work anyways so to facilitate it um just the back kind of by the galley uh, there's that's there's kind of like a little like shoot, and you just like say okay, well, uh, yep, here we go, going out the shoot, and it just kind of ejects you at the back end. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hang on, maybe we can compromise on this. So I'm with you that sitting on the runway and rotting is terrible, mm-hmm. and it's kind of really annoying when people like try to like half stand you know there isn't enough room for them to actually stand especially if they're like the yeah. middle seat but they've like undone their seatbelt and they're just kind of like hunched over for half an hour <laughs> find that puts makes me uncomfortable what if instead of jumping out of the plane and it's it is so hard for me to have got through this whole episode without doing my bane impression but <laughs> <laughs> perhaps he's wondering why you'd shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane um what if instead the plane lands and instead of rotting, they pull open those emergency doors you heard so much about with the inflatable slide and you just start fucking piling out. You don't have to wait. Yeah, why do you? I guess because, no, because at that point, the problem with that is that you, it's the traffic on the tarmac. Like, that's where the issue is. Right. As soon as you land, all of a sudden you get gunged up and like trying to find your terminal. and Yeah. And so the, you have to sign the Frogger waiver. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like by, by getting off the plane before it actually touches down, you avoid all of the traffic. And as another added bonus, when the plane pulls up to the terminal, it's already empty. There's no, <laughs> when the plane pulls up to the terminal, you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a way easier time cleaning. They can start cleaning before they actually land because like half the people are already off the plane. And then, uh, the people in the terminal are like so grateful that they'll be able to board in a quick and orderly fashion their plane's gonna leave on time they're not gonna be late because some like assholes snoozing in the back and yeah this is this is a good idea okay graham this is a compelling argument graham Graham, are you staying with your no i'm staying with no i'm gonna need like why what's your no (sighs) okay is it realism because that's never stopped us before (laughs) wouldn't being outside of the plane remind you that you're in the sky and it's fun Ooh, jordan is (laughs) Everyone's making a compelling point here. Can you make... What sound would it be if I was outside? <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, on the one hand, there is a why not aspect to this, right? There's like, if people want to jump out of airliners, why would I stop them from jumping out of airliners? And that's compelling. But there is the security and... Because the thing is, like, you're not allowed to skydive over major cities. And this is exclusively skydiving over major cities. I don't want... The airports are never in the city proper because if a plane crash happens. Right, bad. but you're, you're by <laughs> definition, you're jumping out before you get to the, the airport. You're saying, like, I'm going to put down right at the bus station. That's, that's in the city proper. It's, so it's on sea. In, in Vancouver, it's the, the bus terminal would be on Sea Island. I wouldn't say necessarily in the city proper. It's still within, like, the airport boundaries. I get it. It is and a you crowded know area. These jokers are going to come with their wingsuits and they're going to wing it. God, do the wingsuit thing would be so sick. Oh, uh, it would. <laughs> uh, no, I'm against it. 
I'm for I'm for skydiving. I'm against uh, commercials. Uh, airlines. What if you skydiving. have to have a license? And you're like, oh, guys, don't worry. I've got my 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 premature ejection license. That's more uh, trouble than it's worth. Like when I go to the airport, I have to tell them that my hands are technically deadly weapons and it just it just slows it slows the whole thing down to a standstill because they have some questions for me uh my problem with this idea is i worry that the safety demonstration would get out of hand because now we have to cover like skydiving etiquette and like when to open the door and like how to make sure and all the oxygen doesn't get sucked out of the plane. And uh, <laughs> for her little demo, she's got one of those uh, air shoot things that she can pretend to be skydiving on. Now it's critical that before you leave the plane, you open your backpack and ensure it is not filled with forks and knives. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> I think it would like on the whole take longer. Like, have you seen how people walk in an airport? Like, it's unbelievable how slow people are. Imagine them, like, asking people, like, it's like when you uh, are starting to board the plane. They're like, hey, please nobody stand right now. We're just we're just going to call in, like, the veterans first and people who are, like, pregnant. And then everybody jumps up and then that proceeds to form this, like, unruly mob. If you open the side of a plane and are like, all right, everybody, you can jump out. People aren't going to, like, do it in, like, a prompt manner. It's going to take forever. People are going to be, like, counting their kids. And they forgot one of the kids on the plane. I don't know. I think it's uh, yeah. Count- I think- Counterpoint. What if uh, you you do this, and then all of the people in the Monster Energy drink sweaters, they go out and they take they take the skydiver, they jump out the back, and now the plane is basically empty, and now it's just you and your good friends. <laughs> On the plane that's mostly empty <laughs> and very non skydivers. Yeah, and uh, it's very easy to get off. It's just you and like the ladies in the wheelchairs, and men in the wheelchairs. Sorry. So, what's your vote on this? Oh, it's no. So it's down to me. You already voted no. You already voted no. As, al- as always, it's down to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting no. <laughs> You'd better tell the captain. We've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Tell the captain I must speak to him. Certainly. Yeah, you know, you hate to hear it. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> okay, I've got a long, uh, longer idea and a shorter idea. This is the shorter idea. I think we're over. What time is it? How long has it been? Okay, the shorter idea. Does the recording say how long it's been? Hour and 18 minutes. Damn. Okay, I'm going to make this smooth again. Graham, why don't you go? All right. This is our first time having this conversation. <laughs> so I like to travel cheap. And one of the things about traveling cheap is you end up with a lot of connections, either planned connections or connections, either connections like planned by the airline or connections between two completely different airlines you've set up yourself. And one of the things is you'll end up often with like an un... An un um, unhelpful uh, amount of time to spend in your stopover uh, airport and the best thing to be able to do is like you're usually like hungry you didn't want to eat the bad airline food you have a restaurant there you sit you have a burger a beer you get back on your next plane invariably you get the world's slowest server and you have you know 50 minutes to do what should in principle take no more than 50 minutes if you're eating pretty quick and you're ordering pretty quick. And the guy will invariably, uh, or girl, 
girls can sub too. Uh, B. Thank you for making that an equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It, just because he's a buffoon, he doesn't have to be a he. Um, but anyway, uh, they will uh, take far too long. I am. I, my idea is that on the plane as you are coming down. Now you don't have to have a connecting flight for this. You could do this if you were just, you know, very eager coming into home. You want that. You want that taste of home, obviously, or often, uh, you know, food service establishments and airports. They're like the quintessential thing from that city. Um, you can place an order as you're landing and it will be ready waiting for you as you get off the plane from one of the establishments in the airport. And they either know your know your timeline if you have a connecting flight and they can absolutely like finish you off, make sure you have the, the bill paid and get you uh, get you going back towards your flight in time. Or they can just make sure that there's no delay and you get stuffing a Cinnabon in your mouth when you get home. That's my idea is ordering food from the plane before you put down for a whole host of reasons. So DoorDash for airports. Hand dash because they're putting it right in your hand. <laughs> Terminal dash. Terminal dash. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not opposed to this. Uh, it's really for connecting flights. It's for. It's for when you have a finite number of minutes. Yeah. And like you need them to know when you need to be gone as they're even just like cooking the burger or whatever you're having. And they can tell you like, oh, actually, we're actually pretty busy and we're not going to be able to help you with that. Mm, exactly. Yeah. You else. should go to the Fuddruckers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you're pre-ordering food from the plane. But they know when you're putting it down. So they're not. You can order in advance. They'll they'll cook it for like the arrival time. Are yeah. You, but, but the arrival time is subject to change during the flight. And they are the most privy to that of anyone. Okay, but like, they're like it's not subject to change within five minutes. They know like a half hour plus in advance. No, stuff can happen. Like, plane's gonna be no, delayed. Because, oh, no, yeah, because it's point. it's the end when it changes the most often because they're coming into to land and something's going on and they're like, oh, we have to do a big fucking loop and that adds twenty minutes on. So you're half hour out. They're like, okay, we're going to start Graham's special paella, and they start making the paella. <laughs> And uh, Graham's been way late. He's going to take another loop. It's going to take him another half hour. Well, we've already cooked your fucking paella. So you know what happens, Graham? You get to the Spanish restaurant at the airport, <laughs> and your paella is too wet. It's wet because you didn't get it fresh. It's been sitting there for half an hour. Yeah, but here's the counterpoint. Two things. Number one, that would only happen sometimes. <laughs> and number two... Oh, you're going to turn down a paella? You're on the airplane. You're starving. You're begging... <laughs> and I'm you're saying, coming from Spain. You missed the food. It's on your mind. I'm saying that they, like, the average... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just thinking about that rice. Can't, yeah, no, I've got paella on the brain now. <laughs> I had a paella last week. Ooh, oh. spectacular. Is paella all seafood or is there sausage in there? No, there's other stuff. There's sausage, there's chicken, there's uh, seafood, um, rice. Damn, sounds good. Okay, my idea is paella on plants. <laughs> my idea is I would like some paella, please. <laughs> okay, um, Graham, what about uh, if, like, you know how they have those, uh, like, carts of popcorn? Uh, uh, like, they push them around, they get the wheels on the front, and the little uh, glass cubicle on top is full of popcorn. They scoop it out, they give it to you. They have one of those, 
at uh, or several of those, depending on on what you like, at the uh, airport terminal, like at the gate. So as you get off and everybody's, you know, like hurrying to get by and out the line that you just have like several street vendors there and they like they know when the planes are coming into land. Sorry, this is an entirely different idea. Uh, they know when the, they know when the planes are coming into land, and so they all hustle around and they get like, "Oh, you know, uh, WestJet four thirty five's coming in," and they all push their little carts over there, and they're like, "Get your hot dogs! Get your hot dogs! We've got the tap. Just tap your car, grab a hot dog." Um, they got the paella. The paella guys over there. <laughs> grab a scoop. We got the Kaya, balls. Cody, that paella is going. I almost called you paella. Cody, that paella is going to be sopping wet because it's not fresh. No, I'm, I, I, I. Okay, so there's two types of there two, two two types of food that they serve. Like in, said, there are two different types of paella. We need to get away. From <laughs> two types of food that they serve in airports. There's food that. Takes a long time to make, but that keeps quite well. And frankly, paella is one of those examples. Uh, your wet paella uh, idea is just off the reservation. No, the, it's, the, the it's whole better. point of a the yeah. texture is the texture is very important. They they you need to you need to have it. Fresh. Yeah, but it would dry out if anything. No, you're not putting it under no, a tap. No, you're. Look, Graham, I uh, I respect that you enjoy a paella clearly, <laughs> but. Uh, the pie, the pie is a bad example. The good example is like a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Something that like delicious uh, two minutes after it's been made and Well, this is what I was saying. There's two. There's the two types of food. There's the paella type of food, which would work because it is. It is a. It keeps quite well. (laughs) (laughs) It does not. And then there is. And then there is the uh, quick to make type food that is like. It doesn't matter if the plane's delayed because they're probably not gonna actually throw whatever the patty on the grill until the plane's actually like taxiing up to the the thing. They they only need like under ten minutes from when they start cooking to when you're eating. The problem is where you're sitting on the plane can affect, like, you could be 20 minutes later than the person who's sitting at the front of the plane, even just because, like, that's how long it takes for people to get off the plane. Yeah. And so. Not they jumped out of it. They need, like, yeah, I guess at that point you could say, like, we're going to put a proximity sensor on me. And you you got to start cooking when the proximity sensor starts like moving towards you in the airport. Mm. Like just take the, take the issue of like, like one of those bombs that goes off when the two things meet. It was like, Oh, Graham's phone got service again. And now he's, that's, that's a good sign. That means he's off the plane. He turned his phone back on. Yeah. Uh, now that your phone sends the signal to uh, KFC, KFC is like, all right, start putting it in the bucket. Graham's on his way. Really and- what you've done here, Cody, is you've basically taken the Domino's pizza tracker and flipped it backwards. So instead of you tracking the pizza, the pizza's tracking you. Yes, yes. Um, but in general, this, is a, this I think, is a good idea. Yeah, I'd order a pizza on a plane and then pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Well, that did that turned right at the end from a bunch of negativity into some yeses. Yeah, let's put it in the pantheon, baby. Great. Get off my plane. Okay, I will finish us off strong. So, you guys, you know, in the in the uh, the classic graphic novel Watchmen, you guys all read that. So, mm-hmm. nope, I, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna kind of bring you up to speed here cody in case the the fans listening at home haven't heard of it 
What's a Watchman? So Watchman first published. Okay, so Watchman is a graphic novel, and in the novel, uh, the villain. It's a spoiler. I'm sorry if you have not read or seen the terrible movie Watchmen. Oh, the um, movie's not that bad. Yeah, it's pretty. Look, <laughs> <laughs> um, the villain of it of the story, he kind of launches this grand conspiracy where he takes some of the greatest artists and scientists, people of all different vocations, and puts them on an island to kind of create the most horrific monster that's ever existed and they think they're just creating it for a movie or for like an experiment or whatever like they all have been told different lies of why they're doing this but it turns out the villain is actually going to create this monster so what he does using all of their research is he teleports this giant most terrifying monster they could think of with all the earth's most creative people in the middle of new york and it blows up and it was Jordan's mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. I, I, well, actually... that's our show. <laughs> and uh, he do- why does he do this? Because he is of the mind that the only thing that could stop humanity from destroying itself is if we had a new enemy. And so this monster is posed as an extraterrestrial threat. And so it, he effectively ends the Cold War because people think this big, mo- scary monster teleported in New yeah, York and explodes. The, the whole point of it is that he succeeds and then turns himself over to the heroes and says, I've succeeded. All you can do now is reveal me and undo all of the unity I've created. So do you want justice or do you want the world to be at peace? Oh, yeah. And all, the monster kills a bunch of people or whatever. So that, is that, the that, monster that's the blue penis guy in all of this? Uh, uh, no. He, he, the monster was replaced with... Uh, the blue penis guy exists in the <laughs> in the book. But he's cool in the book. Uh, it, it, he has his problems in the book, but he is not the threat that is used in the movie. Oh, okay. But it was. I, I believe that was a good choice in the movie because the big tentacle monster would not have come off on screen. Hmm. Anyway, so I'm saying we do that. But. But. (laughs) Well, look, I'm getting to it. What if we had a conspiracy of some of the brightest scientific minds on Earth? To create the worst airline passenger. And they were, they all (laughs) got together and they swore themselves to secrecy for the rest of their lives. And they released, they published a study and that study Jesus Christ established that it is dangerous and bad for the development of children under four to be on an airplane <laughs> it doesn't hurt anybody people just stop flying with so kids I want you to explain the Watchman connection to me well because it worked for Adrian Vite, I think it will work <laughs> for us I don't, no I don't see any connection. I don't see any connection between tr- Look, tricking people into thinking that, that planes are bad for human beings and finding there's no common enemy there. That's just a lot. Now look, we need to watch. We need to talk about Watchmen sooner or later. So I just, <laughs> no. So here's the thing: if I had just said, "Hey, here's my idea: no kids on airplanes." Uh, 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 good idea, Jordan. I don't like when kids are not on a plane. Uh, I vote yes. Oh, Jordan, you're so smart. What a great end of the episode. No. First of all, we're going to talk about Watchmen for 20 minutes. <laughs> but no, the, the problem is you would rightfully point out that people with children would be like, fuck that. 
that inconveniences me. So I want to bring my kid on a plane. So that rule is bullshit and I will fight against it. But they won't if they have every reason to believe it's not good for their kid or very dangerous for them to do it. So then they won't do it anymore. But it doesn't actually harm anybody. Everybody gets what they want. Right. I, I still maintain this is just a lie. Of course it's a lie. Graham, Structurally, it has no similarity to the to the, the Graham, Watchmen your situation. seat swap app was just a series of lies built on one another. Yes, and I that is its strongest feature. And I'm saying this idea is not a bad idea. But it has nothing to do with it. I, I, I protest the Watchmen connection. Graham, <laughs> here's the Watchmen connection. As you so eloquently put it, the villain goes to the heroes and he says, undo what I did and undo all the unity I've created. Okay, no, that's, now, Graham, no, that's legit. You this, could go to the scientific establishment and say, no, 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 do no. you want to fly on planes with the children? No, no, no. Once we've done it, Graham, I've done this. I've launched this conspiracy and it's out there. Uh-huh. And you alone <laughs> know. And I'll be like, well, Graham, do you want to let the kids back on the plane? <laughs> That's the Watchmen connection. I'm taking a hardline Rorschach stance on this. (laughs) That's the idea. Uh, I mean, I like anything that's anti-child. It's not anti-child. The children are fine. Just get them off the plane when they're like... I think we can can argue about what the age cutoff is, but I think when they stop like crying all the time, it's like when they're like four. Four. Yeah. Four four is a good cut. Um, I'm I'm voting... I'm voting yes on this. Damn, so my, my my opinion doesn't matter. No, of course it matters, Cody. I haven't voted yet. My opinion and often I doesn't matter. Sw- I, 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 get, I give it, it anyway every time. You've lost okay. the moral voice of this trio Thank of people. You. It's true. It's true. I'm I'm the one uh that people like to think of me as like the uh you know uh You're above uh, the fray. I yeah, I, I operate from a an elevated uh morality uh from you clowns. <laughs> Um, so it's just, we'll just say like, oh, if you, there's an airline where you can't take your kids. Damn. I shouldn't have said that. That sounded bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's an airline where you can have your kids and the airline that you can take your kids on is just a McDonald's play pit. (laughs) And and the one that you can't take your kids on. The only place it travels to. (laughs) It's Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> They're going. To that's Branson. good because no, that's good because that if if you force all the kids into a McDonald's ball pit, that just functionally vaccinates all of them. It's true. <laughs> um, and then also, you don't have to fly with them. Your trip to Germany is on das Club plane, and uh, it's just like thumping club music. There's no seats. Everybody's just like doing e and dancing the whole time because there's no kids there. That's fine. Das Aero Club. Das Aero Club. That's Aero a, Club. Oh, that's such a fucking good idea. I should have brought that. That's, anyways. I guarantee you that also exists. No, I, on, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sorry to say that Virgin were the ones who scooped you on that one. They, did the also, par- they also do Aero Club? They did the club plane, yeah. Damn, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, um, but the, the, there's no reason to lie. We all, they, you, you, you guys are aware of Carnival Cruises, this, uh, this cruise line that bills itself as like going to a party. They, they do everything they can to imply that you'll get laid, but they don't actually say it. See, that's not what I thought when I, they got to yeah, change their name. Like, I thought that was like a kid friendly one. I, yeah, I thought it was all about, you know, using a water gun to shoot off like bowling pins and getting prizes and stuff. <laughs> 
doing the upside down loop to loop. Getting frustrated at missing the ring toss over and over. Alright, forget the Watchmen thing. That's my idea. What if you're on a plane just... and you had a water gun to shoot a bowling pin for friends? <laughs> what if what if they began uh, some sort of carny style ring toss whenever you were in turbulence, thus making it harder? Alright, so Cody's against the big lie. I'm yeah. in favor. Graham's in favor. I think it passes. It gets in. Well, congratulations. You got yourself caught. Sir, now what's the next step of your master plan? Crashing this plane. So that's our show. Uh, we'll, there'll be another one. I'm not, look, I'm not going to tell you it'll be next week, but there'll be another episode. We're going to have a guest on it. Yeah. 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 It, I thought this was fun to do again. Yeah. yeah. I like hanging out with my pals. We'll have to get four mics going. Yeah, I'm not giving this up. Now that I've got one, I'm not letting go. You put it in my hand. <laughs> now you'll have to pry it out of my cold dead hand. You want it back? I don't. <laughs> All right. Okay, I think that's it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>